You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it says, this is Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. It's the last podcast of this week. Uh, We have not had an Indians game this week. So there has been a lot of talk of the minors, and that will be part of today's show. First half of the show, we're going to talk about Akron's game today because there's a lot of reasons an Indians fan should be paying attention. We'll then preview the series against the Twins, a very, very important series against the Twins. And then the second half of the show will be the promised talk of the Columbus Clippers, the one minor league team we did not get to on yesterday's show. So I wanted to talk about this uh, Akron Arrows game today. First off, it's Nolan Jones' double-A debut. They put him in the number two spot and uh, just shows how much uh, faith to a degree they have have in him. And also, you know, you want to get him as many at-bats. And then the other interesting thing, of course, is Danny Salazar made a rehab start. The fact he's already up and pitching in uh, double-A after just two games in Arizona is surprising to me, at least. I thought they'd be a lot slower with it. Um... He was, he only pitched two and two-thirds innings. He ended up picking up the loss, but that's not really on him as much uh, because Bowie just shut the Indians down in this game. Uh, in those two and two-third innings, he gave up one run on two hits and a walk. He struck out two. Obviously, you want him to build up some innings, um, but is he going to be a starter again? I don't know. If he's pitching lower innings, I mean, with his stuff, he could be phenomenal can you imagine peak danny salazar pitching in the eighth going to brad hand in the ninth uh is there a situation i mean that's i would feel better about that than i did or at least on par with how i felt with miller to allen uh, a few years ago and the overall pen i feel a lot more comfortable with than i did uh at least a year ago but salazar is the indians obviously i mean if he is in akron right now he is going to be in Cleveland at some point this month. Uh, we'll see what the Indians do, how they progress with this. Um, if there's a world where he can come back and be a starter, it gives them yet another arm and does open the door for them to trade an arm. Not so much Salazar because he has very low value until he's proven it over an extended period of time. In relief of Salazar was Jared Robinson, who I've talked about in three and a third innings. He gave up one run on two hits, struck out seven, didn't walk anyone. The one run was a home run on that one hit. Keep keep your eyes on him. Uh, Robinson is going to see time with the Indians at some point this year. That is a guarantee. Um, there's no way he's not with as well as he's pitching and with uh, him needing to be added to the, uh, the 40-man at the end of the season anyways. If you're wondering about Nolan Jones, uh, not the best double-A debut, 0 for 4 with two strikeouts, but still, it's good to see him up there. He's so much younger in the level, and it's going to be a chance to see what he can do. Uh, other guys in the lineup, Ernie Clement, Mitch Luongo, Trent Brooks, Nelly Rodriguez, Alex Call, Alexis Pantejo, Andrew Monasterio, and Logan Ice. So a lot of, a lot of guys you may not... Uh, may not be paying as much attention to on the other side of things. It's kind of interesting seeing Bowie just because their number three hitter, Yusnil Diaz, was the centerpiece for the um, Manny Machado deal a year ago. 
So, uh, you know, with me kind of talking about the Machado deal, comparison to a Bauer deal, having him on the other side. But the big thing here is Salazar, and he pitched well. It was a short inning, but uh, there's some signs of life, and anything you get with Salazar is a bonus. But, I mean, his pure stuff is as good as anyone on the Indians' major league roster. So if you can get him, you know, if he's just an eighth-inning reliever, he's going to make this team better. If he is a starter, he makes the team better. Bottom line is Danny Salazar makes the Indians better. So keep your eye on this. Like, I mean, I am a huge Nolan Jones fan. I have been pushing for him since uh, he was in high school. I mocked him to the Indians as a first-round pick about three times in that draft. But he's not helping the Indians this year. That, you know, Salazar and Robinson, those are the guys in this game because they are both going to pitch in the majors this year for the Cleveland Indians. Now, since I was talking about the Indians, let's transition and talk about this big series against the Twins. They have cut the lead down to five and a half, and the reward is to come out throwing against the uh, the Twins here. If they sweep the Twins, all of a sudden you're looking at a two and a half game lead with a uh, the Indians and having bottom feeders Detroit, Kansas City, Toronto, Kansas City. They will not face a team that is, uh, you know, uh, even approaching a 500 record after the Twins until the Astros come to town at the very end of the month. So you can, there is a very good chance for the Indians, especially if they take just two out of three, gain one game with the schedule they have coming up, they could take over this division by the time the all-star break's coming. Now, people have talked about, oh, the Indians. I've seen the negative comments that, like, you know, maybe they'll be soft buyers early and then sell as they fall out. I don't see how they fall out of contention. Again, four games against Detroit, three against Kansas City, three against Toronto, and then four games against Kansas City. They have the 29th off, the 30th, and the 31st are against Houston. So those will, like, I mean, those are going to be tough. And after that, the schedule gets a lot tougher because it goes Houston, then Los Angeles Angels, Rangers, Twins, Red Sox, Yankees. So pretty much from the end of July until August 18th is that last Yankees game. It gets really tough. And then you get the Mets, so that's uh, that's always nice. And then it's back to Royals, Detroit, and then it's Tampa, Chicago. And then it's another rough, like, 9-10 games. And uh, it's very weird. <laughs> I guess I hadn't looked at the end of the schedule yet and uh, that they end against the Washington Nationals at the Nationals. Um, yeah, that's, that's an odd one. <laughs> a very odd end of their schedule. But it's not a hard schedule because the Central is so weak. Now the Twins are going to get that same advantage, so it might be hard to make up ground in the Central on the whole. But it does set the Indians up well for a wild card bid. When, especially when you consider, you know, what Tampa and Boston will be facing each other. Uh, Oakland and Texas are going to be facing each other. And in both those cases, they're also facing, you know, Tampa and Boston and New York and then Houston, Oakland and Texas. Whereas Cleveland has Minnesota in the division, and that's the only team over 500 besides the Indians themselves. So for this big series, tomorrow's game is Mike Clevenger against Kyle Gibson. Gibson is kind of been your definition of a back-end arm. Solid, reliable, doesn't really excel, doesn't really hurt your team in any way. Uh, if Clevenger can pitch how he pitched in the last outing, the Indians should be the favorite in this matchup. 
The second game is Trevor Bauer against Jake Odorizzi. Now, Odorizzi had been pitching really well this year. It had a really strong rebound for the uh, for the Twins. He was supposed to be in the All-Star game. I trying, No, it was Shane Bieber replaced Mike Miner, not Jake Odorizzi. I can't remember who replaced him, but that's immaterial. But uh, you're looking at a guy who was an All-Star level pitcher, and he went on the 10-day disabled list, and he'll be back to pitch this game. Bauer's been so inconsistent. This Twins lineup is really good. Hits a lot of home runs. Bauer is extremely home run prone this year. Um, I'm going to already consider that the loss game. That is the one that is heavily in the Twins' favor. Um, Bauer is not a good matchup against the Twins. Odorizzi has been a strong pitcher. You might have the advantage where uh, him coming back from being hurt, maybe he's not as sharp. But definitely a game that favors the Twins. Sunday's game, Bieber versus Berrios. Uh, Berrios has been utterly fantastic this year. Uh, extremely low walk rate, good strikeout rate. Can be home run prone, but uh, you know he's he's been a really good pitcher all year for the Twins, and he's going to continue to be that. Uh, Bieber, of course, is the Indians' best starter this year. So I would say, on the whole, I think that game still favors the Twins. When the pitching matchup is this close, then you go back to the fact that the Twins' offense is so much better than the Indians. It blows the Indians' offense out of the water. It's not even a comparison at this point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, I think on paper the Indians can get one out of three. There's a chance for two out of three. I don't see three out of three happening. Um, hate to start off real negative, but it's the Twins are a really hard matchup for the Indians because they are a very complete team, and the Indians definitely still have some concerns and holes on that roster. Okay, I got some new sponsors to talk about today. Um, if your company wants to reach an upscale male audience, then your company's ads should be running right here on this podcast. Um, especially if you are a Cleveland-based company, uh, the Locked On Indians, Locked On Cavs, Locked On Browns, you have three Locked On podcasts um, just in the Cleveland and Northeast Ohio area to uh, to get the word out in your company. If you want to get connected with, uh, with this audience and the other uh, audiences here in Cleveland, you can uh, email at locked on or i'm sorry let me start over email locked at lockedonpodcast.com to get more details about how in, how to increase your business and how this podcast will help increase your business um and then also to remind you that with your smart device when you're driving to work from work around town um you need to you know get a hop on the treadmill i personally have an exercise bike i like to get on every day for an hour tell your smart device to play locked on indians and we'll be right there for the drive your run whatever it is you're doing maybe you just need a, a little break during your day to zone out and listen to the indians that is uh remember just tell your smart device to play locked on indians so let's now instead talk about the columbus clippers the Clippers, in general, are a team that uh, the Indians use to shuffle a lot of uh, older players, players who have had some major league experience, uh, onto that roster. It's uh, you go through, and if I like to use Baseball Cube, um, 
I think it's really over years of they have the college data and no one else has that. And then I grew to use it so much for my draft stuff that now it's the one that is just the easiest for me to navigate because it's the one I'm the most used to using. But if you pull it up on Baseball Cube uh, in particular, it's there's so many guys in dark blue. And dark blue shows because it's everyone who's had an at-bat. This isn't just the roster. But those are the guys in dark blue are players who've played in the majors. And that is what the Indians kind of hoard in AAA. Now, the you know the the issue here is of course the, the bigger names who should be you know in AAA getting reps. It's you know, Nick Sandlin who's not pitching this year, James Karinchak who has been on the disabled list for over a month now. Like those would be on this roster. The uh, the most interesting prospects would be to me, and, and I'm not counting. Zach Plesac, who's currently on roster because he spent a lot of time uh, in the majors this year, and he'll likely go back up very soon. Um, but those two arms and the potential they have, I'm, I'm a big Eric Haas fan, but you know there, there are some, some limitations. Yu Chen Chang is still the highest rated prospect for me there. I'm not ready to give up on him. Uh, Daniel Johnson is very close, but it's a roster full of, you know, you have them, you've got uh, Max Morhoff, and then you've got, like, Trace Thompson, Brandon Barnes, Adam Rosales. Uh, Rosales is one of those guys, first day of September happens, he's getting the call up. Just watch. They'll have to do some uh, some fancy work, but uh, they'll make it happen. On the roster, it's currently one of the better-looking ones they've had this year. Um, in terms of prospects, it's got, I mentioned all those names, which is for this team, uh, quite strong. And I would place it above, uh, like Lake County, who is commenting on the general lack of talent at that level in yesterday's podcast. Yu Chen Chang and Daniel Johnson both look like guys who can be starters for me, um, at some point, uh, in the near future. Daniel Johnson, uh, we'll go into his numbers in a bit in AAA, but, uh, I would not be surprised if before the end of the month, if he is in Cleveland, there's not a lot left for him to prove. Uh, the unfortunate thing, again, is just with the the two who are kind of universally considered the Indians' top two relief prospects in Sandlin and Karen Chalk. And Sandlin is done for the year, and Karen Chalk was having such a great start, has not pitched in a very long time. He's supposedly going to come back soon from the disabled list. Um and we'll see, but that, that kind of sets his timetable back, especially because when he's been off for that long, now you got to have the rust to come off. You have to have him get some innings. And all the other really interesting relief guys are currently down in AA. So it's it's not, you know, the ideal setup. So the, the Clippers did play tonight. Uh, it's an important game to talk about for a few reasons. One, Zach Plesak pitched and uh, picked up the loss against uh, Indianapolis. On the other side of things um, was Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Indians, which in what makes perfect sense are the Pirates AAA affiliate. Uh, He was going up against Mitch Keller, who had a heck of a start, one of the better right-handed pitching prospects in baseball. Keller, six innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, eight strikeouts. Polisak, three runs, four hits, two walks, nine strikeouts. And he did have a wild pitch. 
and he hit a batter. So, a lot was going on. Uh, in the game, uh, John Edwards gave up two runs in a third of an inning. Uh, you know, a nice depth arm. That's, that's the nicest thing I can say. Neil Ramirez, uh, one walk, two strikeouts. Old friend Neil Ramirez. Haven't had a chance to talk about him in a while, uh, kind of thankfully. Uh, in terms of Plesak's pitching, he threw 83 pitches, 56 of them for strikes. So it's a it was a very good pitching prospect on the mound. You go to the other side of things. Um, Cole Tucker is one of the Pirates' top prospects. Old friend um, Eric Gonzalez was the starting second baseman. Uh, Gregor Polanco is down there getting some reps. Uh, who is had quite the long major league career. Will Craig is a first round pick. Cabron Hayes is the Pirates' top prospect. Um, Kevin Kramer is one of their top 10 prospects. Uh, Jason Martin is like a borderline top 10 prospect. Like it is a pretty loaded team. So Plesak, yes, he's in AAA. Yes, he lost, but he's facing a good lineup of future major league players. The Indian side of things, Daniel Johnson. I talked about uh, his performance this year. You know, the Columbus is back in action. All he does is go three for five with a double. Uh, again, no slowing him down at this point. Yu Chen Chang, the hitting second, goes two for three with two walks and a strikeout. One of those hits is his home run, his fourth of the year. Chang missed a lot of time with injuries, and he's finally starting to come around. There was a point where he's hitting like a buck twenty or something like that. He's up to a two fifty average, seven forty five OPS, playing much better now that he's healthy and getting shots. And that was his fourth home run of the year in. Uh, a surprising thing for any of us. It, it is, I don't know if I want to say funny, but it is, or maybe it's more sad. When you look at this Columbus lineup, hitting 8th and ninth are Max Morhoff and Eric Stemetz, who were hitting 8th and ninth for the Indians for a good first month, month and a half of the season. And they get demoted down to the minors and stay in those spots and are still struggling to hit in the minors. Um you know, I don't want to see anyone struggle or anything like that, but it's just more the humor of like, okay, yeah, the, why were we running these guys out there? Um, yeah, it, it was, I, I'll just, I'll stop questioning things, but uh, yeah, no, uh rest of the team, you know, Kai Tom is playing well in his limited time since he was called up. I know I said yesterday he was being sent back down, but uh, he played, so that must have been a misprint on the uh, the transaction list. The transaction list was incredibly long, so it's easy to see how that mistake could have happened. So the Indians get the loss, but again, Johnson and Chang had combined for five of the Indians' eight hits. They were phenomenal. Chang, uh, you know, he reached base four out of five times and hit a home run, played second and short in this game. Can't ask for more. Johnson just continues to do what he's done all year. We'll go into his stats. Plesak pitched well. Columbus lost, but who cares? <laughs> you know, like I hate to put it that way. I'm sure Col- there are people who really care, and they have a great record this year. And you're looking into, uh, you know, maybe some postseason action. But uh, the important thing is that player development, and how those players are playing, not uh, not the Clippers win loss record. I won't, just want to talk about the stats real quick, and Daniel Johnson is the guy we have to talk about. Uh, he's up now hitting over 300 in AAA, over 39 games. He has four home runs. 
366 on base percentage that's going to have gone up as well this was that data is from before the game uh walking about 10 percent of the time striking out about 18 percent of the time uh he's really playing well and i i know people i mean you look at it okay let's not we'll just go purely the stats before today's game based on AAA stats comparing him and Bobby Bradley. Same batting average. Daniel Johnson's OPS is 14 points higher. His slugging is 138 points lower, which should not come as a surprise with the home run numbers Bradley was putting up, but not too far off. I mean, at the same time, 100 points off in slugging is a lot, but I think the overall offensive profiles are going to be um, I still think Johnson has a better chance because he does more than one thing. Bobby Bradley does one thing, and guys who do one thing really struggle to find uh, a role in the majors. Bobby Bradley hits for power. He doesn't have any other tool that's average, not a one. And uh, Daniel Johnson has four tools that are above average. So, you know... I think Johnson will get a call up sooner than later, especially if Bobby Bradley comes out over the next week, week and a half, two weeks and struggles. Um, it'll be very easy at that point to send Bobby Bradley down, call up Daniel Johnson, shift Bowers back to DH, and you put Johnson out there in the outfield and just improve your team defense significantly in that move. And I think he'll be able to, because he does walk and can be a little more patient, uh, I think we'll see better offensive production as well. Uh, Yu Chan Chang, I mentioned, it's he's only appeared in 23 games, or 24 games. No, I'm sorry, that's the age. Only 28 games. So he's been in less games than Johnson, even though Johnson uh, was called up from AA after a significant time down there. So a healthy Chang is definitely performing a lot better. Um, it's great to see him moving up statistically uh pitching wise again it just stinks like there's no other you know karen shock had three innings before he went on the disabled list um jared robinson was called up for one game and he was good but uh i don't know why he hasn't been moved up there permanently at this point um sandlin had been all right but again he's done for the year these karen shocks coming back I would think that hopefully soon Robinson's just going to get the push up because, again, you know, just one of those names you really need to pay attention to. He was, let's see, this is his sixth year in the Cleveland organization. So, yeah, he is, you know, a minor league free agent at the end of the year. So if they don't add him to the 40 man, he walks and he will most certainly get signed very quickly. So the Indians might as well add him to the 40 man sooner than later. He'll definitely be up in September. Keep your eye on him. He started the year in high A, spent a significant time in double A, has the one game in Columbus. He'll probably end up going through, he will go through four layer levels this year, and he will be on the 40-man, I'm calling it now. Thank you to everyone who listened this week, even though we didn't have any Indians games to talk about. Uh, subscribing, using the Himalaya app, Google Play, iTunes, whatever you use. I know Google Play's had some issues, but uh, everything else has been fine. I, if you're curious about hard data, we are up 22% over a month ago, so thank you. That is all thanks to you listeners, and as always, go Tribe!